for tuning in to the Undercuts review episode of the 2022 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. Okay, guys. So we had the Azerbaijan Grand Prix at Baku. We've had a crazy few few races leading up to this. We've had a 55-point swing coming into this race between Charles and Max. A lot of Red Bull. Red Bull had a couple of DNFs at the start of the season, and they've managed to pull it, pull it back. And, you know, Max in particular finishing really up there. Monaco, Checo bringing it too. I mean, it's um, they're scoring points consistently. The big difference, really, is in the in the constructors at this stage. You know, Carlos early in the season with his issues, and you know, I think he said today it's not been his season so far. So big point swings. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the the gaps kind of get smaller and before they get bigger. You know, we want to we obviously want to see things run towards the end of the season, like they did in twenty twelve. Jason, you've been watching watching that one back, right? Just finished. Well, for the first time, for the first time for you. Great season, that one. Yeah. It went down to the like last five laps of the last race. It was it was insane. And I knew who won, and I was still totally <laughs> invested. It was crazy. Anyway, back to 2022. Yeah, yeah. 2022. Here we are, yeah. back 10 years later. Yes. Don't want to touch too much on qualifying, but there were a few things that happened. Stroll crashed twice in one lap. Um, in Q1, so that was pretty impressive. Was he? Did he think he was still driving one of the smaller cars? I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but why did he not pit? It was like uh, he, he crashed at the backside of the circuit. Yeah, and then he, he didn't just, come into the pit. He's asking for trouble. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the the first quote unquote crash caused the actual you know him to go into the wall at the the second time. You'd hope it would. If it yeah, didn't, it's so. a, come on. <laughs> Yeah, well, you guys know how I feel about Mr. Stroll. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sort of just texted us. He's the worst. <laughs> but yeah, it caused a red flag with like three minutes to go, which was a very interesting yeah. time. Two and a half that, minutes. That flag to come. Two and a half oh, minutes. Oh, two and a half. Yeah, so yeah. Enough, enough time to sort of, to get a, I mean, it's one minute 40 plus lap when you're going flat out. So it's like two, uh, two to, minutes 10, I think they were saying is what they're expecting them to go around on a kind of get your tires up to temperature yeah, yeah. so it, it made for a very interesting you know get back out onto the track find your spot to to actually put in a hot lap and yeah it made for some uh, an interesting into q1 which usually isn't that potentially exciting but it was pretty exciting to see the, these cars trying to jockey with each other yeah. mick schumacher was putting on some overtaking maneuvers yeah. on others um alonso the uh, jam car from monaco was back <laughs> Um, I think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Albon was home. not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't happy. Uh, Alonso, you could see in car, he was sort of the car was wiggling a little bit. They maybe it was they, car related. Yeah, maybe they said wasn't. that maybe it was kind of locking at the rears or something, and that's why he was yeah. kind of not quite good. But it was Albon yeah. did not like it. <laughs> Albon was not a fan. Yeah. He, you know, to be fair though, you, you know, Albon starting what seventeenth. I, I don't think that he would have. He was on a, a run yeah. to get into the top fifteen. Obviously. The, the one guy that did it did make a difference for was Bottas. Yeah, you know, he, he squeaked. He through. squeaked through. He was in. Uh, he was on the outside looking in with, you know, sitting in the pit 
in the red flag period. And he got out and he got himself in at the expense of Kevin Magnuson. So he did well to get out there. Because I'm sure the traffic was pretty bad and, and they were probably sacrificing on the tire warm-up because they had to get round there early. So his tires were probably going away at the end. But I guess the last part of the lap, once you get through that last couple of 90 degrees, is just a foot to the floor. So It's the longest sort of flat-out section of track uh, in the season. There are there are corners, there are named corners on it, but they're all taken flat out. I think it's two kilometers. Is it two kilometers? <laughs> Two, two kilometers yeah. yeah which is a really wow. long way it's you know it's a bit much but you know <laughs> but obviously going that fast for that long mercedes obviously we saw a lot of porpoising other cars were, oh, were having man. similar issues as well but really not to the point that we saw mercedes and it wasn't no. just you know on race day it was all throughout the weekend and you know, when they were showing in car in car view you could hear it you could hear the car yeah. smashing against the floor it did not sound fun all the drivers are, are saying oh the majority of them especially after this race were saying that it was it's pretty bad the oldies the guys who are like not in their yeah. mid-20s <laughs> maybe yeah you know, but if you got george russell if, if leaping this... out the car and he's like yeah you know and, and, and lewis is... we have to be we have to be <laughs> sensitive to these things adding up over time right these sort of micro concussions that you talk about in the nfl and things like that that add up the body just being constantly vibrated like that can't be good for you it can't be good for you he gained like 30 years getting out of his car at the end of the race he could barely even get out he was just praying for the race to end i think at that point he was in so much pain all right we're way ahead now Um, okay <laughs> yeah, was that Q two? Q two, Q two. Vettel crashed. Um, yeah, there was Aston Martin guys. We were, we were busy missed out. overnight putting new parts on stuff. We get to Q three. Guys were guys were flying towards the end of this lap. People taking the fastest lap every time through. Um, in the end, we got Charles with an amazing lap at the end of the session, becoming the first driver to ever get two poles in Baku. And then Checo right behind him, who also had a crazy lap. And then Max, who had been behind those two all weekend in every practice session and in qualifying. It was Charles and Checo at the top. And Checo out qualifying Max again. I mean, Checo likes the street circuits. I know that they say the the podcasts and the and the F1 analysts on TV say that Checo likes his 90 degree corners. Well, he kind of he kind of showed that. And did he yeah, I mean, he he went into provisional pole before Charles, or I can't remember, but it was, you know, yeah. he, he went right down to the end. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he out-qualified Max in the same car. So clearly he likes this kind of circuit. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, maybe I feel like a, a, a beaten fan now, but, you know, Ferrari putting the car on pole. I'm like, okay, as a Ferrari fan, let's get it right this time right fast car we're gonna we're gonna get it done so i was excited excited for that i was a bit frustrated that science couldn't get into the mix a bit so he was stuck in fourth but you know charles on pole what what more can you ask for you know looking forward to the race the next day let's get to race day then Martin, we were all looking for Charles to have to have a great start, but he locks up right into turn one as we're talking about them being so close, and Checo's able to get by him right after turn one and takes the lead. He didn't get the start. It looked like Checo. I mean, before he even locked up, it looked like Checo was alongside yeah, yeah. him, like almost and, and Verstappen was was coming up right behind as well. And you know, I think right. Leclerc closed off Verstappen pretty well. I expected Leclerc to line his car up more angled so that he would cut cut across in front of 
uh, Checo because you know he start he was on the outside you know going down, but he didn't do that. But Checo he did a really good job of coming off the break just enough. He didn't have to go up the escape road. He didn't yeah. stack it into the barriers on the outside on the exit of the corner because it comes right in there. He came off the break, back on the break, and just made it through. Great driving from him, but. You know, that lock of the break and, and that poor start meant that Checo was, was up there and ahead before, before turn two. This is the frustrating thing again as a Ferrari fan is the Red Bulls just seem, why, how, how are the Red Bulls faster on race day and not in, in qualifying? Like the Ferrari can, they've got their car set up for qualifying, but not, not for race day. The Checo's pulling away. Max was definitely hounding. Charles Sainz wasn't doing anything to Verstappen or very little. It was just, just very la- frustrating. Six laps uh, in, and Sainz is already now. four seconds behind Max, who's right behind Charles. Yeah, um, in in the press pen afterwards, he was right. saying, you know, come lap nine, he'd been nursing his tires for a little bit because he wanted to use his tires a little bit later, maybe go a little longer, try and overcut people. I guess obviously he didn't get that it's opportunity, like but. You've, you've got to be in it to win it. And yeah, you can nurse your tires all you like, but you're four seconds back after six laps. Just one quick thing. Latifi on the, on the starting grid, the, he pulled, he stopped to, he, why did they push his, was that was on the, back? Peri- was, was that, that on the that, actual starting grid or that before the formation? The formation lap. No, it, it must have been on the formation lap because it was people all up and down. Either I, side. Yeah, why I don't get it. It was car? just, I, and I it. haven't watched it back. But it was almost like the guy kind of rolling back and went, there you go, mate. <laughs> it's like, here you go. I fixed it for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? He put, it looked like he pushed it, like, tried to push it back. But Yeah, I mean, maybe when he engaged his no gear, he like, that, lurched forward or something. But still, that's not that's the dummy grid. That's not the real grid wow. at that point, right? So he could have just yeah. gone around and pulled back into his thing. I, I, don't, I don't know, know. if they had but to But still, do would it, yeah. it wouldn't have been a 10-second stop-and-go penalty for that. It would have been a five-second time penalty, if anything, right? The fact that there was someone on the grid touching his right. car, 13 seconds or whatever it, whatever it was. After. It was after the 15 yeah. seconds. Everyone has to be off the grid 15 seconds, right? They should have just left exactly. him. Exactly. It, it it was a that guy should get a slap. At least it was Latifi, and it wasn't someone who had his race ruined by it, right? Um, that's super mean. <laughs> yeah, Latifi's um, was good. <laughs> oh dear. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a -a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F-number-one.com, where you can put your theories to the test. So we're at lap nine, and this is when Science goes into the runoff. It looked like maybe he had just gone a little too far, but then we hear on the radio that there's a hydraulic issue, or at least that's what they think at the time. And and he's done. He's done for the race. And we get a virtual safety car, so a bunch of the guys are able to get some free pit stops at this point. Everyone except the Red Bulls, right? Um, yeah. So you, you had Charles taking a stop. You had the Mercedes stacking. Right, so I think that put put Lewis yep. back by a second or so, which did sacrifice a position. I think it did. I think it did cost him a position, but it was the right thing to do. Take the take the stop. The, obviously, the big question mark when you're when you're stopping on lap nine, nine lap ten of a fifty something lap race is: Are the tires going to last? 
I mean, with, I mean, science going out was, ugh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I guess you know, he's just had no, he's had no luck. He's either crashing it or his car. Like, his our, car's our listeners, whenever we mention Ferrari, toils and tributes <laughs> and, and, and trials and tribulations, uh, or whatever the words are, you, they just they, they could just hear Martin's just this, his soul is slowly leaving his body <laughs> every time we talk about like, like just, ripping it out, why his, can't they, out of his chest. Why can't they sort it out? <laughs> anyway, anyway, at this point, at this point, my emotional state though was somewhat hopeful because mm-hmm. Charles came in for a pit stop. He had a, a small issue, a couple of seconds uh, longer than it should have been. I think the yeah, front track right, didn't yeah. come away correctly or something, but no, no big deal. You know, not a free stop, cheap. but one, you know, he, he didn't lose, he, he yeah. lost one place. It was a cheap stop. He's got fresh tires. And then he started putting in, you know, we've lost Carlos, but Charles is out there. He's putting in laps. He's closing the gap again. I'm thinking, finally, Ferrari have made the best of the of the bad bunch. They've made a good tactical decision. This could this could put could put Charles ahead. So I was feeling optimistic, at least about obviously about Charles's race at that point. I think I thought Red Bull had, had made a, a misstep, but obviously Red Bull with two cars up there could do a lot. They have a lot more different things to do. But I think Ferrari did the best thing they could have done, which I was happy about. Yeah. So then we get a couple more laps later. Vettel it makes a really strong pass on Ocon. But then he's going, he's, he just breaks too late and locks up and goes off into the runoff area, but makes an amazing yeah, spin. Yeah, oh, that spin was, it was amazing. Like, the back of his it's car, like, like yeah. it, it, it's so close to the wall. It was really Especially close. because we'd seen Bottas in that same runoff area the day before during qualifying, just doing like Austin Powers trying to turn his car <laughs> like five, eight point turn or whatever. Oh, my, my four-year-old was watching the race with me at that point, And he's like, whoa, daddy, the guy's spun. It's like, he meant to. He meant to do that. Oh, that's amazing, you know. But when do they practice? When do they practice doing that? Like they, 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 they just can. They, 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 Dude, they just they just can. can. They're just that yeah, good. They are. They're just that good. Do they pull? Do they pull the handbrake at the same time? Probably. Is that how they do it? I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> but the thing is, though, but he didn't have to break that late. He got the move done, no, and he, he wasn't had the pass done. He, he, the work was, was done, done, and he was ahead. I mean, he yeah. wasn't alongside; he was ahead. He he just outbraked himself, yeah. really. And yeah. man, without that, I mean, obviously he had he had a strong race. Uh, obviously, there were some failures ahead of him, but that could have been a really fantastic result for Vettel. As it was, I think he had a great race anyway. Um, he would just probably finish yeah. a couple of spots further up. But yeah, that 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 little spin was. Very cool. So we get a couple more laps in, and Max just flies by Checo. Um, and then we hear that on the team radio, they said not to not to fight him, not to hold him up. And Max just is is flying by at this point. Yeah. Checo looks not as fast as Max for whatever reason until he sets the fastest um, lap of the race. You know that one that one lap that he does that sets the fastest lap of the race. To be fair, Max was told at that point not to use his DRS anymore. So who knows what, what actually happened. We'll come to yes. that later, yeah. So we were talking about Vettel and how he had gotten past Ocon, which was very hard to get past the Alpines in this race. Very, uh, they were very set fast up on the really line. Very fast, yeah. Right. Yeah. So Vettel's pass was even more amazing than we had realized at the moment. But Lewis had took him a while to get past Ocon and finally was able to and get up in the ninth place. And then two laps after that, we see smoke flying out of the back of Charles's car. And he has to retire from the race again, the second time in three races that he's yeah. had to retire. 
and the fourth race in a row where he started from pole and did not win the race. It's it's re- it's 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 really bad. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's hard to put any positive spin on it at all now. I know last previous <laughs> races, I'm like, but they're fast. You know, they just made some uh, errors in judgment, and their yeah. strategy was quite. And wrong. if this it's is, if it's not the car blowing up, now. it's it's the strategy. And they actually got a good strategy called Martin. You called it really well. Yeah. Virtual safety car. Let's get in. Let's get the chi- the tires changed. Get a get a cheap stop. Because they knew that they always had to make sure that they were taking every advantage to get time on on Red Bull because yeah. the Red Bull is quicker than them in a straight line. Um, so they, they they got the calls right, but the car didn't work. Last time out in Monaco, the car was perfectly suited for them in Monaco because it's fast. There aren't any straights, and it's difficult to pass. So they qualify at the front. They should they should win, but they messed it up on strategy. And then before that right. in Spain, obviously you know another DNF, and and then before that. Again, starting from pole, I forget where he finished. It seems a really long time ago in Ferrari world. Second, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's but this is this is this is real. It's a real it's a real problem. It's a real problem. Uh, I think Leclerc, you get five turbos for the year, and he's already. This will be his fourth, I think, going into Canada. No, I think they get three. Oh, they did introduce two. Yeah, they already. did introduce an, a cool new graphic during. Um, I think it was just during qualifying, or maybe it was during the race. I can't remember. But they kind of showed down the right-hand side of the screen all the different elements of the power unit and how many they get and how many, they, how many they've how used. Interesting. And, yeah, they were, they were kind of up there. Alonso was kind of over on pretty much everything. Yeah. It, it, but, in the game, I mean, it's a reliability game as much as anything, right? And, yeah, you can't be I taking mean, that, five that, grid spot yeah. penalties for, for taking power components and expect to win the title that that look of the ferrari i mean just took me back to with the new engine rules and the engine regs and the lower revving engines and the fact that you've got to protect your power unit for you know multiple races you know back in the 90s when there were no such regulations you just ran it as hard as you dared hoping it would just make 200 miles and just throw more money at it next week you know the, the famous blue smoke coming out of one bank or another it was every week you know cars yeah, blowing up yeah. and dropping oil and stuff and i remember um, i remember when seen that the, for I, that, no I, I, you'd not seen it in ages i remember yeah i remember when they said oh you've got to start using the same engine for a whole weekend and they're like what <laughs> that's for a whole race weekend and that's three full days man what are you talking about and then it went to two full weekends I said, oh man now they've now they got like three for a whole year but I remember at the uh, British Grand Prix, 1998 or something, a long time ago, many moons ago, my brother and I w- went to the British Grand Prix and Takuma Sato went by and my brother said, oh, that doesn't sound good. And as he was going through Beckett's, it fucking, it, sorry, it lunched itself. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Um, but yeah, because you could hear it. You could say, oh, there's something rattling around in there. But you get used to get, oh, is that a puff of blue smoke yeah. all the time? That's what they're all, everybody's looking for the blue smoke. Uh, but yeah, Char- uh, Charles had it today for, for sure. So I just turned off the TV then. And, uh, <laughs> all right. So sit. No, the race, right. they, they stopped, they, they stopped the, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix at that point, obviously. <laughs> so sit back, pour yourself another whiskey, Martin. And just listen to Jason and I will, will fill you in. <laughs> Not to, you know, throw more salt on the wounds here, but I did hear Sam Collins talking about it. Um, I think so. 
what they need to do to not get a penalty for next week in Canada is they need to take a turbocharger off of an old engine that's already died and put it on their last remaining engine. And that's how they would not get a penalty. They can either take a new turbocharger and get a 10 spot grid penalty or take a whole entire new engine and start from the, from the pit lane. Right. The penalties are harsh these days for that. Yeah. Especially this, this early in the season, right? So yeah, one uh, stat I see, I saw with with Leclerc, obviously not winning this race because he retired. He's the first guy since Juan Pablo Montoya in two thousand two to secure four pole positions in a row and not win a race. Yeah, that's not that's not good. That's, was that when when Pablo was in the Williams or in the McLaren? In the that Williams, was, yeah. yeah. No, he's in the Williams, yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, on lap 20 of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, <laughs> Max is leading, then Checo, and then and then George is at that point in, in third, right? Solid, yeah. solid from George. Absolutely. And and Danny Danny Rick in fourth, I think, who hasn't, who hasn't stopped, hasn't stopped point, right? right? Yeah. Right. Gasly hadn't stopped either. I think yeah. he was right behind him. And then Lewis, who, where are we at? Sixth yeah. place, P6. Ocon in seventh, Yuki in eighth, pretty good. Seb up in the ninth, and then Joe in tenth. So, yeah, Joe had a good race. Yeah. Um, he qualified well. He, he, he outqualified Bottas and had a good race. Before what happened to Joe, it was with the McLarens. At that point, okay, yeah, Danny right. Rick was up behind Lando. Where's Lando in your in, in the, the rundown? No, Lando was way down. He was way back. He was in like oh, because he just had he just pitted. But was this the point in the he race pitted. where Alonso had pitted ahead? Danny Rick wanted to pass Lando, but then they said, no, Lando needs to push on because he's going to try and overcut Alonso. And then when he did pit, he came out like three spots behind Alonso. So that was a little bit. But when Danny Rick came on the radio, he was saying, guys, I can't not push on Lando because if I sit back, I'm going to fall into Gasly's clutches behind me, which on lap 22 he did. So Gasly got par- got yeah. by on on lap twenty two, and then um, and then it was then a lap or so later that Joe Guan Yu got a call from the pit saying, "Bring it in, son." Yeah, box, box. yeah, and it, I guess they'd seen something on the telemetry. Obviously, they'd they'd had the the Ferrari factory cars had you know both gone out, in particular with um, with Leclerc. Uh, having the the car lunch itself, it was it was um, unfortunate for Joe. Yeah, I think he he definitely was looking like he was going to get a points finish oh, in this race. Definitely. I mean, I think he was I think he was in twelfth officially when he when he went out, but he was looking really strong and he even said it over the radio. He was like, "Guys, we can't we can't be having this." Not that it's necessarily Alpha's fault after you know what we've learned. You know, he's like, "We can't keep doing this. I'm in a good position, and we're having to duck out of the race." But anyway, we get just nine laps after that, and then the fourth Ferrari engine dies. Well, the fourth Ferrari-powered car dies Yeah, with Kevin Magnussen having to stop in the middle of the track and causing another another safety car where Red Bull were able to get their free pit this time because obviously they didn't need it the first time. Yeah, free pit, but who are they, who are they free pitting against? In a Each other, movie? essentially. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they barely showed the Red Bulls. I think on the on the screen uh, after Charles yeah. went out, um, they were out, out there alone. Another Ferrari engine gone. So yeah, it just seems like a like a bazillion years ago 
where like, oh, Red Bull have screwed at the start of the season with Red Bull's problems and the fuel yeah. pickups and Ferrari's that, reliability. Yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's 180 degrees away from that now and continuing to go in the wrong direction for, for Ferrari anyway. We get a couple laps after that and then we're back racing. Lewis gets a nice pass on, uh, on Yuki who did not pit under the safety car for whatever reason. And then a couple laps later, you see while the commentators are looking at specifically him, his, his DRS flap goes down and only half of it goes down. Um, and it was like weird. It looked like it was broken. It wasn't just like half of it was, was when it came like- back up, it, it, it took a while for the whole unit to come up. I mean, it, yeah. it was, yeah, it was pretty busted. And uh, I just love their solution. I think that this good old-fashioned <laughs> Formula One engineering going on right there. <laughs> you know, they, they showed the the the, uh, the black and orange flag. It's like black with an orange circle in it, and which says you've got to come into the pit within a, within one lap because something's wrong with your car. Now, normally it means something's leaking or something's hanging off, but in this case, it was they needed to check out the, the DRS. So they just kind of rocked up with a roll of duct tape, and that's and you know get him out before the FIA guy can get there, right? I loved hearing Karun talking about that, though. Karun was like, he just got away when the FIA guy was stomping his way over there to get him out. But it's, it's, I, I thought it was cheeky. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, cheeky is not even the right word for it. I think it was potentially dangerous. I, I um, thought it was fine. I, 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 no, I, I disagree. Uh, and Ty, no, I say, no, 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 just no, get him no, out no, of there. No, no. Get, it's like, just do it no, the old fashioned way, no. gaffer tape. I'm sorry. I I got to go back to I got and Jason. I don't know if you're aware of this. I got to go back to Felipe Ma- Massa. Massa. Felipe Massa with the spring, yeah. right? When the when the the you know the spring drops out of the Rubens Barrichello race. I forget the year. It was 2009. Rubens Barrichello's yeah. gone. You know, and it hit hit him in the hit him in the helmet. Nearly took his eye out. You can't you can't send a car out where bits could could fly bits off. Fly now, off okay, cars bits could fly. Out. I know. I, I minute I said it. I knew exactly. <laughs> yes, bits fly. But it's part of it. Yes, but you know. But you. That's when bits are, are, are physical. This one is already loose, and you're just sticking it down with a bit of it's tape. duct tape. Though it's really um, strong, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> is it duck with a k or ducked it's supposed to be with a t you know, but someone had a great idea um <laughs> well i think that someone's so, already taken they, no that. they do I mean, that's like a name brand is yeah duck. It, they're based All in right. cleveland just down the road from my wife's parents um they have global headquarters so it in be, it would be in cleveland. yeah global headquarters in avon ohio or maybe it's hilarious i don't know but we digress regardless it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was so happy to see that. It was no, great because it's because what we'd all do, right? I mean, it's like, quick, get some gaffer tape on it. We that duct duct tape in England is called gaffer tape. Don't ask me why. For me, the funniest part of the race was what happened next, which was when Max was had nothing to do basically and was just sort of touring around and thinking about going for the fastest lap and thinking about this and doing that. And then they said, don't use DRS. And then he wanted to go faster, but then they told him to go slower. Do a 17 and, and like, a half. Well, and he's like, I want to do a 17. And like, okay. <laughs> all right, whatever you want. And then he says, my, my tires might get too cold, you know, and start working. Like, like, good point. Who has these Thanks, kinds Max. of discussions? <laughs> who, who has time for these kinds of discussions when you're winning a Formula One Grand Prix? Like nobody. With Max having this ridiculous conversation, this back and forth with his... Uh, 
engineer basically choosing lap times. They they could have put a, they could have put a lap time up on his dashboard and like try and do that. Let's see how close you can get and like have a have a little pool going in the garage to see who's the over and yeah. win some money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it was like a game. It, it was all just uh, yeah. once the both the Ferraris are out. I mean, Carlos probably wouldn't have been challenging for the lead at the end, but you know, Charles. Would, would always have been yeah, there. Who knows what happened? It just in the end, it just became too easy for Red Bull. As I said on the chat before qualifying, well, the winners are lock anyway, right? So, <laughs> I mean, check out <laughs> on this kind of circuit. I guess there, you know? I, we said we said last last time on the pod that you know we were sort of talking about you know if check if Checo could win, would that put the cat amongst the pigeons for the world championship in the Red Bull garage? And, you know, our response was, well, Checo's only going to win if there's another car between him and Max. Yeah. Right? This was not the circuit so for Checo the, to win. Right. Okay. But the Ferraris, so in, in some way, the Ferraris going out hurts Checo's chances of winning the world championship because they are not there to get between him and Max because nobody else is going to get in there. You know, you're not going to get George Russell tootling so around. So Checo's going to be a Ferrari fan. Now. So if Checo, yeah, when the Ferraris <laughs> drop out, Checo, using that logic it's bad for him in some respects for, for, for trying to stay ahead of Max. Cause clearly, uh, you know, Max is still the number one guy. So a uh, bit of convoluted logic there, but, yeah. uh, yeah. well, I mean, the, the guys talking on TV, they were all saying how shocking it was to see Checo's pace drop the way it did. Um, but it happened as soon as he was told to, to back you, off. You um, protect he, yeah, yeah, you, to make yeah. go back to the previous point, you've got to protect your engines. You only get so many. There's no need to push them crazy hard. These guys want that extra point, wow. but how much is it really worth? Especially when you're running your engine at full chat for yeah, two no, but no, it, it's, it's a really good point, and it really was from the point at which they said, "Don't fight Max," and he was like, "All right, I guess that's that's it for today then." And you just preserve the components that you have, and you. You're not getting challenged because the guy behind you is in a Mercedes, which is obviously not a patch on your car. And has a concussion. And <laughs> has micro concussions. <laughs> several. He has like lap, a million right? micro concussions and, and, and quadruple vision. So, yeah, so, so then at that point, obviously, he's just going to coast. He's going to preserve his tires to get to the end. He's going to preserve his engine to, to, yeah. to last as long as possible. That's just the, the way that it was. And yeah, he threw in he threw in one fast lap. There just you go. That's show. what I can Exa- do. Exactly. You know, not much really happened after that. Lewis got past Pierre. Pierre was trying to battle him a little bit, but then you heard the AlphaTauri engineer saying, "Look, he's going to pass us anyway. Just let him go by." Yeah. It could be a lot um, worse. Yeah, if he takes, it, we crash. We we lose everything that we've got. Exactly. Yeah. Fifth place finish with Yuki out of the points again. Yuki had had a good race a couple of races ago. I forget when it was, but it just seems like time might be running out for Yuki. He was in the points, though, up until that DRS issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I guess so. It just seems that things never work for him, and, and Red Bull are not the most patient of teams, and they have a strong stable. They've always got a lot of kids coming through. So Yuki, Yuki really needs to get the results. So Latifi gets another penalty with <laughs> just five laps or oh, six laps That was laps ignoring, the, ignoring the blue flags? Because I guess they didn't do it last time, so they did it this time. Oh, man, yeah, that's right. He, did, he Was it him or Albon? No, Albon. both drove, of them. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yeah. By, yeah. And Stroll, Stroll retires yep. <laughs> to make you happy, Jason. Yeah. Uh, I, I was and, not mad. And... Uh, <laughs> 
Lando got a bit annoyed as well towards the end of the race. He thought he was going oh, to yeah. overtake Ricardo. I don't think he was that close. Uh, well, was, if they had one more lap. Well, no, he was yeah, sitting back for so long and it's like, can I do it? Can I? And they said, no, you can't. We, we held Daniel back behind you when we needed you to be fast to try and get Alonso and he sacrificed there. And, and now you find yourself behind him on the road and it's, that's the, the team game. They're not fighting for a, for a spot in the drivers and it's the same number of points that they're going to get as a constructor. So yeah. just keep them where they are and protect the points. I mean, he almost got past him too at the end there. I mean, it looked like he was pushing he, him. It was, he was close. He was showing it was right that he up could. The line. He was showing that, that he could. Was for show, it was yeah. all for show. There was, and there was nothing real. I'm sure Danny loved that. Yeah, but he still he still yeah. beat Lando on on the track. So, and and the one thing that Lando said during the lap, the second to last lap at the end, it was like, yeah, but that was for strategy. This is for position. It's like. Everything's yeah. for position. Strategy is for position. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just suck it up and, you know, yeah. get to, I mean, particularly when you look at their, the qualifying that they had, it's like, you're both going to finish in the points. That's a good day in McLaren's book. Yeah. I was kind of frustrated with Lando. I didn't like his, his attitude at the end. And then when he was talking in the media pen about the porpoising, he was just like, let's just let those other people figure it out, you know? While, while his teammates over there, like, hunched over with his back, not able to stand up. Like we said a little bit earlier on, the porpoising, the back issues. Yeah, Danny Rick was feeling it, but no one felt it worse than Lewis. It, it, it kind of reminded me of, of Senna in Brazil. Yeah. Where they kind of dragged him out of the car, and it's like, how much of that is actually, like, the physical condition versus, you know, I don't want to say he's overacting, because seriously, that he was getting smashed into the the track like hundreds of times per lap and that's gonna hurt fernando alonso is older than him right and and so you'd have thought that fernando and fernando's shorter as well fernando's very short so his spine is his tack is packed into a a smaller package you know um so that'd rattle around a little bit more but it's like yeah, I mean, or maybe just Fernando, the fact that he had less aero, less, you know, less downforce because he was going faster in the straights, wasn't getting that same level of stuff. But to your notes in the, in the dark, it's like he, he looked a hundred years old. I was, you know, it, yeah, yeah. but the thing is though, he's kind of sitting there and he's trying to get out of the car and, and everyone's just kind of standing around watching because A, they don't want to touch him because they don't want to get electrocuted. I think the green lights had come on to say that the, the earth system had kind of, you know, expelled its charge or whatever, but you're not allowed to touch the driver. But at the same time, when they get out of the car in park for the first thing the winner does is goes and jumps into the arms of his mechanics. So it's like, dude, can yeah. someone just help him get out the car? He really, yeah, that's like true. helping an old woman across the street. You know? <laughs> they were saying, <laughs> yeah, out of his car. <laughs> you're not allowed to touch him before he wait before he weighs exactly. in, right? He's got he's supposed oh, to he's weigh, supposed in. weigh in. Right. But you're right; they get out the car, and I mean, are we remembering that right? That I mean, yeah. yeah, they jump no, out yeah, the car yeah. and they go and no, celebrate. That's back right? in the back in the sixties and seventies, the the, the the driver had come over and and the mechanics had stuff, you know, the little ball bearings in his pockets. <laughs> Yeah, right, to, to weigh him down. To, yeah, to because the car him... was underweight. So they they put ball bearings in the pockets of the driver's racing suit. So that then when they go and weighed themselves and they added the car and the, the driver weight, they made the weight. 
that's the whole that's the whole point of this that. so that's awesome yeah so it's always a little bit yeah they go and jump into the arms of their mechanics and all of that sort of stuff and obviously everything's on tv now multiple camera angles and there's no way that anyone's slipping any shot into uh into lewis's shoes or in, i don't think they have pockets in their their things anymore but but come on, help no give the guy a break. He's just, he's had yeah. micro concussions for the last hour and a half. Angela's got her work cut out over the course of the next week because it's only one week till Montreal. Yeah. That's right. They got to come halfway, halfway around the world. It's almost. a long way to go in a week. Yeah. And you know, they're not going to have any upgrades, bring them all the way out to Canada. So it's going to be the exact same car on a relatively similar track. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there's the long straight up from the hairpin which is where you're going to get a lot of the DRS overtakes. And then it's, you know, blast on the gas and then like a chicane and then blast on the gas and a chicane. They do have that one really long straight right before. Right right on. Yeah. Right. And that's where it's all going to happen. That's where you're going to get your DRS overtakes. But um, it's a good circuit. This is, this is a circuit like Jason, you said you like playing Baku on the, on the video game. I always liked playing Montreal on the video game. Uh, I don't know whether it's just because it's one of the races that I've been to quite a few times, so I kind of know it. But it, I, I, I like it. It's you know the the site of one of my favorite Grand Prix of all time, which was uh, with Jensen Button and um, and oh, Sebastian oh, yes. Vettel. Was that twelve or was that eleven? Was that the rain the one, one with the rain that was? Which is the reason they? Oh, it took three, four. Oh hours yeah, I mean, to, it's the reason delay. that they yeah. introduced the the um, the time limits that we saw last week in Monaco. Because before it was always the race had to take place within two hours, but there was never a window in which that two hours took place. Martin, you and I, we've been to we've been to Montreal a few times, and uh, I, I I do yeah. like going there. It's a, it's a it takes over the whole downtown of the city. It's a great spot. Montreal's a cool city at the best of times. So at F1 weekend, when a lot of people are coming and I'm sure given it's the first time that the F1 circus is going to be back there since 2019 in a couple of years, you know, yeah. it should, it should be a great yeah. race. You, you've not been able to Latifi's home race and, and, and stroll Latifi and stroll. And stroll. Your, two, your two favorite. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, Slugging it away at the back of the Canadians. grid. The two. It's just Canadians. It's just Canadians that you don't like Jason. I love Canadians. Canadians are the Canadians. nicest people. How dare you say that Martin? Yeah. We probably have a listener in Canada. Actually, I didn't problem. say it. Jason's the one with Latifi. I, he Jason's just stays. But to, no, I mean, to be fair, though, I thought Latifi did a reasonable job his first year or two. I mean, he's in year three now, right? But yeah. dude, this is, I, I, I think... He's got I, no... No, nah, I think Abu Dhabi last year broke him. I think we've said that before. I think it broke him. Maybe one more seat for uh, an F2 guy coming up. All right, winners. The obvious winners is Red Bull. Yeah. I feel like we say this every week yeah. now. This is, Can't yeah, argue with that one. Totally dominant. They've extended their lead in both championships. Checo has taken over the second yeah. spot in the driver championship. Um, and the swing in points now, I think I wrote this down somewhere. It's ne- It's been a 70-point swing from five races ago. Wow. From Charles being in the lead to now Max being ahead of him by 34 points. Yeah. Red Bull is looking like the team. And if it, things don't change soon, they're going to be the champs sooner than. Yeah. Than I mean, later. in the drivers, Max Verstappen on 150 points after eight races. That's a, that's a serious haul, it, especially because he had two DNFs as well. That's like really, really strong right. form. Sergio, um, 21 points behind. That's still, you know, Max, Max has a DNF. If, if 
if Latifi crashes into Max Verstappen because uh, uh, he's ignoring blue flags, <laughs> then Sergio Perez could be leading the world championship. You never know. Uh, it's um, it's still all to play for. Yeah. But f- you're talking about winners, George Russell. They say Mr. Consistency. I think Mr. I think um, Latifi is Mr. Consistency because he consistently <laughs> finishes P16. For the wrong reasons. Um, I think yeah. he's finished P16 in five out of the eight races with two DNFs and one P18. But George Russell, <laughs> if you'd have said to George Russell this time last year, you would be 37 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton after eight races. Yeah, he'd have taken that any and, day of the week. And beaten him seven out of eight times in the first three races. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's beaten him He's beaten him seven times in a row. Uh, apparently, uh, Nico Rosberg beat Hamilton in seven straight races between 2015, 2016. It's the first time that's happened. Uh, hmm. Well, it hasn't happened since then to Hamilton. It can't be an easy car to drive. It cannot be an easy car to drive. No. And to come away with a third and a fourth, granted, Obviously, it's because of the, the Ferraris. Still, if it had been if the Ferraris had finished and they're coming in fifth and sixth, that would still have been a really good result for Mercedes because it would have meant that, that both drivers had got the most out of their car. And that's all you can ask of them, right? The last winners, I put McLaren and Alpine. They're kind of cementing themselves as the best of the rest after the top three. And that's where they sit in the standings. And, you know, they were able to get both of their drivers in the points. Um, maybe Danny's turned it around a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, hold my breath. You know, they're looking like the two teams. Yeah. And, and it, finish out the top in five. the interviews and stuff afterwards, you could see that Daniel Ricciardo had taken a lot of encouragement from the race. You could see he had, he didn't have the spring in his step, and he wasn't like the, you know, the the Daniel Ricciardo that, you know, we we know he can be. Not calling himself sexy and funny. Exactly, all the time. but you could see that he was if. You looked at him on the TV and it it looked like a, a bit of a weight had been lifted because he'd beaten his teammate. Um, he'd had a strong result and yeah, things moving in the right direction, I think. Time to move to the losers. I mean, obviously the number one loser is Ferrari and Ferrari engines. Just, I don't, I don't even really, can't really add much to what we've said already. Um, yeah. They just, they just are falling apart literally and figuratively. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, we've it's, talked about them at the start, but Martin, what are you thinking? They'll, I mean, Leclerc, uh, he'll put the car back together. He'll probably stick it on pole in Canada, but you know, what does that mean? Nothing anymore. So, but you know, like like uh, I, like I said, it's like yeah, on a on a track where you have a, a long straight where you're going to get the DRS working, the Ferraris they're not going to win it. They can they can yeah, they can get not, on pole because they got the fastest car, right. but yeah. they need to be faster in a straight line. And as long as the the Red Bull is only just behind them, they're so much faster in a straight line that they get the DRS and they go by. And then two laps later, they've pulled away because yeah, they, they can't because yeah. the Ferrari can't hang on the straights. Gone from strategy screw ups to reliability screw ups. So you know, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> reset. Hit the reset button. I'll be excited again. I'll be excited for Canada. But Canada is yeah. another race. So they get there and they get to race yeah. all again. Yeah. 
And then the last loser, we've talked about it a lot. I just put Lewis's old back. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, oof. That takes a long time to recover from, from that stuff. But put it this way, he, he, but he's not going to be sitting in economy on the flight from Baku to Montreal. So it's, you know. <laughs> he's going to be the only one on his plane. Yeah. That far, maybe maybe he'll sit in the front of, of a bigger plane with, with other people on it. Yeah. But it's it's going to be the most comfortable way that he can get there. I don't know. I think Toto's buying him a chartered flight over there. He's like, sorry, your car sucks, man. We'll catch you over there. Martin, you want to fill us in on Coops for this week? Oh, yeah, Coops F1. I mean, obviously, the scores were depressed a bit this week when you have two of the main cars go out. You know, everybody has the Red Bulls and Ferrari up near the top when you have half of those out, just to make if you get the right half in the right spot. So um, scores were a little lower. Uh, Nick managed to hold on to his I extended my lead amazingly I extended my lead did you from one point point from one point to two points points. (laughs) so I actually had one of my better races I I actually got a lot of green on the board and and moved up uh, as did you Jason um six spots I'll shout shout out to I I did I should have done a shout out to my father last week he was in the top 10 uh but he dropped dropped down to 17th uh this week um but uh, McNags, he's known as yeah. on the uh, on the Coops F1 website. I but see him. A tricky race for those those to predict. Yeah, when you get two of the big guns dropping out, uh, hits everybody pretty much equally. I was I was pretty happy with this week. I had eight drivers from the top ten in there, you know, and had the yeah. two Ferraris that were out. So that's got to be that's pretty good, I think. Coming for that top spot, Nick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try your best. It's a long way to go. Yeah, a long way to go. Thanks for listening to The Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick. Please rate and review the show, and we'll see you next time.